are going to continue our series and finish out our series on love. We have been learning to love God fully. And my hope and my prayer for you is that you are growing in the ability to not only love God in your heart, but in your soul and in all of your strength. Today, that's what we're going to be talking about. The first two weeks, we talked about how to love God with our heart and with our soul. And today, we're going to be learning how to love God with all of our strength. Now, before we get started, I want everybody in the house today to give me the biggest, strongest muscles you got. Come on. Let me see them. Let me see them guns. Come on, put them out. There we go. Sun's out, guns out, baby, right? Come on. There we go. Yeah. Some of us got to work a little harder. If you got to do the little thing, you know, you push an arm up. You ever do that? All the weaklings know that trick. Uh, so do I. So uh, what does that tell you? Anyway, so uh, all your strength. You know, when we hear that word, we think of our strength, our physical strength. But what we're going to find out today is that when God is saying that we should love him with all our strength, it's not just our physical strength. It's much more than that. And it's not what we think it is. Today, we're going to be lear learning about that. I must ask you a question. <sighs> Do you love me with all of your muchness, with all, all of your strength, with everything that you are? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean... You know, hmm. I do these silly things so that people would remember them. <laughs> when we were talking about this week with strength, um, you know, we, like Jeremiah was saying, we often think about the physical strength. But in Scripture, the actual Hebrew word, which is... Me'od. Yeah, y'all say that with me. Ready? Me'od. Right? Okay, it's kind of like very in the English language. So if you have a meal, and it is very, very good. You ever had a meal that's very, very good? You say it twice, right? It shows that there, it's, a, it's, it's more than just good. It's very good. Very good. In fact, when God, when God was creating everything at the beginning in Genesis, it says that God looked out and he saw everything and he saw that it was very good. After he created man, it was very good. That word very, that's the word me'od. It's right there in Genesis and it's here in Deuteronomy chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Deuteronomy chapter 6 because the same word that we see in Genesis is the word we see here when it comes to our strength. So we're going to be kind of unwrapping this today and I hope that today you'll walk out with a better understanding of what, of what it means. What's that, Cheryl? Can, can we get a little more light in the house, Austin? Do you mind doing that for me, buddy? Um, yeah, some of us don't have the backlit phones to read off of, so that's cool. Thank you, sir. You're the man. Yep, yep, yep. So let's pray and let's get into our word together today. Father, we thank you that you have uh, come to be with your people today. And before we worship and before we spend time in uh, your word together, we just say, God, we need you to come into this moment. We want you to come into this moment. God, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. These words are words that your Holy Spirit gave to us through these people that we've never met before that died thousands of years ago. But God, these words are inspired. They're full of life. And I pray, God, that Corey and I would do, uh, we would get out of the way so that your spirit can come and show us how to love you with all of our strength today. So God, we give this time to you. We give these words to you. And we ask that you would come and be with us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, 
we have it starting in verse 4. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Let's say that together. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all, all your, your soul, and all your strength. strength. Now, in the New Testament, um, the, the girls in, with Zion and Phia, they actually were sharing the verse out of the New Testament where Jesus says that you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and truthfully, I think that this is important because Jesus wanted us to understand that it was all of us. So in, in the original text, one way that it has been translated into English is wealth, actually. Mm, yeah. Because the wealth of who you are, not just the financial, but the wealth of your, uh, your life in, in the fact that it's healthy, okay? So all that you are, your muchness. You can say that to somebody. I like your muchness, <laughs> right? That is what we are talking about when we're talking about strength. And Jesus wanted us to understand that our muchness was not just our health and our being, but also what our mind could do to produce things around us. Now, those of you that have been with us the last couple of weeks, you remember that we started in the heart, right? To love God fully, it starts in the heart. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength. So we start with the heart. The heart is a very internal thing, right? It's the inside of us. It's a feeling and a choice to love God on the inside. But then we learned in the week, in week two, that loving God with your soul, it's like an outward movement of that inner love that started in our heart. We love God with our heart, but we also love God with our soul, meaning everything about us uh, on our, you know, from the inside out begins to express the love of God. Now, here's the thing. Strength is the outflow of the love that we have in our heart and soul. It goes from the inside out even more. So if I am loving God in my heart, I have a, I have a feeling and a, a, a attentiveness to him. I am loving him internally. Then I love him with my soul in terms of everything that is me. But then other people can begin to feel God's love when I begin to love him with all my strength. Right. You could, you could actually hear people say, I can tell how much, much he loves God. Right? There's a muchness to our actions. And I love, I, I was looking, um, one of the, my favorite people to, to look at quotes because sometimes a quote for me teaches me everything I need to try to work on in a day. One sentence, right? <laughs> it's all I can focus on. If I can get one sentence better today, it's great. But uh, Mother Teresa, I love just her life. And she was uh, an example of muchness mm -hmm. to many. Mm -hmm. And she has this quote. It says, love cannot remain by itself. It has no meaning. Love has to be put into action, and that action is service. When we serve the people around us, whatever that may look like, we are showing God's love in action to the people around us. And that gives them the ability to be able to see the muchness of our love for God. Remember last week we said that love is not love until it's expressed, right? So love on the inside is never quite enough. If I, if I love somebody, if I love Corey and I marry her, but I never tell her, guess what? I'm not going to be married long, right? Um, if, I, if I love Corey and I tell her that I love her, but I don't show her that I love her, it might be a little longer that she'll stick around, 
But eventually, if she doesn't see the muchness of my love for her, if it's all just words or an internal thing, she's never going to feel the muchness of my love. Is this kind of breaking through? And here's the thing. Some people have convinced themselves that they can love God with all their heart and all their soul, but forget about the strength. Here's why. They say things like this. My faith is just a private thing. <laughs> what? Y'all, if there was ever a bigger lie that you could tell yourself, it is that your faith is a private thing. There is no such thing as a private faith, church. Oh, I'm shaking some people right now because there's a the thing here. We've convinced ourselves that we can love God internally with our heart, and I can love God with my soul because I do my devotions when nobody's looking. But when it comes to actually showing somebody love, uh, the love of God in my muchness towards someone else, forget about it. I can't do that. I'm not wired like that. I hear people say all the time, well, it's not my personality. Okay, here's the thing. If I told you you were married to God, and you loved him with your heart, and you loved him with your words, but you didn't do what you said you did in terms of love, how much do you really love him? Is this breaking through a little bit today? I need to shake this up because some of us have convinced ourselves that we can live this private faith. And that doesn't mean that we got to be the bubbly person in the church that's running around like high-fiving and like, you know, jumping and, you know, falling out in the spirit and all that stuff. Some people do that. That's great. But, but here's the thing. We can never allow the love of God to stay on the inside. The love of God was always meant to be expressed and shown to others. Jesus said, they will know that you are my followers, my, you, you are believers, because of your love for one another. Love is meant to be expressed, and it can't just be a heart thing. It starts in the heart, yes. It can't just be a soul thing, even though the soul must be engaged. It's got to move from my heart to my soul to my muchness. You follow? This is kind of the idea that we want to kind of drill down on today as we look at this verse. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Well, and I think it's important that anybody who has any relationship with anyone else knows that your inaction of one thing causes you to be seen as having an action for another. Say that again. Your inaction towards one thing causes you to be seen as having an action for another. Okay, like so, we're filling in the blanks. Right. So here, let's Making say assumptions. you have a heart for God, mm -hmm. your soul loves God, but you never do anything to show God's generosity or love to the people around you. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you at your funeral, you're not going to be known for having God's love. You're going to be known as being curmudgeon-y. Is that a word? I just, <laughs> you just made, made it sure up. it, it just happened. Made it over there. Here's the thing. Scrooge was not known for the potential on the inside to all of the people around him during the Christmas story, right? He was known for his lack of love, okay? So when we are not having action towards God, towards the people around us, we are truly being seen as something, but maybe not what we want to be seen as. 
Back in the 90s, we had a song, y'all. I'm going to go, I'm going to go old school. You guys remember this song? More than words is all you ever needed. You ever know that song? I needed you to show. Come on, get those lighters out. Yeah. So, Jeremiah, just so you know, um, it doesn't have a godly application. No, it doesn't. In fact, my mom (laughs) took time to explain it to me. Where you at, mom? Thank you so much for leading me on the straight and narrow with that song. When we hear that song, you know, more than words, you know, it sounds like a guy telling a woman, come on, I need to know a little bit more than a little less talk and a little more action, Action. right, in the words of Elvis. But here's the thing. There is a kernel of truth to it because love is not love until it's expressed. And I can love my partner or love God in my heart and in my soul, but if it doesn't come out in my muchness, she'll never know. Now, God is different because he knows everything. But the muchness is so important because it's how other people know that you love God. Faith is not a private thing. It starts privately, but it always spills out when it's legitimate and when it's true, when it's heartfelt, it spills out. You can't help but love the people around you with the love that you have yourself experienced. So the love of God is expressed, not just felt or confessed. Think about that for a second. The love of God is ex- it's expressed, not just felt or confessed. It's one thing to say, oh, I love God. It's another thing to say it out loud to somebody else, I love God. But are we loving God with all our strength? Do they see it in the way that we act? Do they see it in the way that we take care of the homeless or the hurting or the broken or the marginalized in our world? That is loving God with all of our strength. Yeah, you know, Jesus had two, um, two things to tell us, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And in this, he was saying, like, if you are truly looking at yourself in the mirror, first of all, those of you that are beating yourself up every day, God's love is forever able to change how you feel in this moment because he creates new. So when you don't like something about yourself, ask the Lord through the Holy Spirit to help you so that there can be a new creation, right? Old things are past. So God wants to do a new thing in you. So if you stand every day and you feel like you are beating yourself up because you're not, making, you're not taking the next step in faith or you're not doing the next thing that God wants for you, just ask for forgiveness in the, that moment for that poison thought and allow the Lord to wash over you with his love so that you can then love others. If we don't love ourselves, we can't love others, right? So it's really important. Jesus was saying, love your neighbor as yourself because um, I'm just going to be honest. Most men look, walk past a mirror and they're like, I look good today. Ladies, you tend to nitpick everything that is there that's not right, Okay. But Jesus was talking, saying, love your neighbor as yourself. And we have to be able to love ourselves and those around us by showing God's love over ourselves and over the people around us. I think that this is really important because if we express anything but God's love, even for ourselves, who wants to be a Christian if the Christian keeps walking around beating themselves up all the time? 
If all I ever see is the negative in me, that's all anybody else is going to see. But if I can share the testimony of how God's love changed me, all of a sudden there's a whole swath of people that are like, I want to change too. (laughs) I want the love too. That is so true. I want to feel the Holy Spirit's presence too. I don't want to be hopeless, desperate, depression-filled. No, I want to be hope-filled. I want to be able to see myself the way God sees me. And I don't want it to have this effect on me, Jeremiah, where I can't express how grateful I am because I'm stuck in me. Does this make sense? I've got to be able to act out on God's love to other people. And some of us need to just take a quick self-examination and say, wait, I need to show God's love to me first. Because I'm having trouble with this. And, and we don't always do self-focused messages, but I think that this is really important. Sometimes we just need to ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us how much God loves us. Because if we can't comprehend, if we feel so bad, or if there's stuff that's so wrong, then we're not going to be able to share the goodness of God because we're stuck on our own stuff. That's why that scripture is so important about creating things that are new right? Because I can, I can submit it all to God. I can say, all of this stuff, God, I don't like this stuff about me. Holy Spirit, help me. And through the word, God can help change those things about me so that my testimony of God's goodness is exactly that. It's his goodness. It's the gospel. It's the good news. And, you know, for those of us that have been in church for a really long time, you may, you may be saying right now, well, I, I see myself as God loves me. Well, there are some people around you that need to still hear the testimony of how he changed you. And that's one of the the action points. It's not always about doing for people. Sometimes it's just sharing what God has done in you. That's why it's so incredibly important for us when we're living out the action. That's why when Jeremiah says you can't live your faith uh, privately, you know, we've done lots of funerals. I actually was sharing with somebody when we first got into ministry, I thought silly me, that we would be doing more weddings, right? I mean, you kind of, like, I love a good wedding. Everybody does. But in, you need, oh, (laughs) you need a new battery. Okay, so here's the thing. But in our ministry, we have done 10 times the amount of funerals to every one wedding. It has been a season for us over and over again, where we walk alongside people who have lost their loved ones. And we did a, a funeral one time, and the, pers- the family was like, I don't really know what their faith was. I don't really know if they had faith. And from that moment on, Jeremiah and I started saying, we're going to make sure everybody <laughs> that we come in contact with shares their faith with their family. Because there is nothing more depressing as a pastor, honestly, than to walk alongside a family who has lost you and they don't know where you are. When you believe in Jesus, that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross for your sins, and you make that confession of faith known, your sins are washed away, you are that new creation, and God has provided a place for you to live eternally with him in heaven. Why wouldn't you want to share that with the people that you love? Why would you have them question where you are when you're gone? Can I, can I jump in? You can. Because <laughs> you're a little wound up. It's good. It's good. But I, I think I do know the answer to that. 
And that's because everyone who's ever said to me that their faith is private, whenever I take some time, because I try not to like come out guns blazing on that, I try to ask them, you know, why is that, and kind of start to talk. What I find is that what they consider the love of God isn't the love of God. That they've misunderstood the love of God. They see the love of God as something that is to be attained or something they have to measure up to. They've maybe been in a church where they were told that they had to act a certain way to get into heaven. Nobody wants to tell that. That's not good news. But many of us believe that that is the gospel, that we have to work really hard at our faith so that we get to the gates of heaven and St. Peter will check a little list and make sure we help somebody across the street or gave them a meal and then we'll get in. That's not the gospel, guys. The gospel is that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him, that that person who believes in him should have eternal life. It's a gift. It's a good news. God loves you and me. He loves and you with his muchness. Like, that, that, that's mind-blowing. So when, you, when somebody says... Do you, like, do you know how much God loves you? You can now say, he loves me with his muchness. <laughs> very, 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 very much. And I, I think if we can just be excited about sharing God's love with the people around us, just be excited about knowing that when I give my testimony to somebody, they get to maybe hear for the first time that God could love them because he loved a sinner like me. You know, it's in those moments, and, and we can't get too comfortable as a church. Because it's not about who's in here, it's about who's out there. And, and I think we get so focused sometimes on what we like. And God's saying, but you remember when all you needed was to hear that I loved you. Amen. You know, as we pursue God with our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength, with our muchness, Let's be a church that is actively showing how much God loves. In every action, you know, faith without works is dead. We get that. Let's not focus on the, the act of works, though. Let's focus on our heart behind the action. If every opportunity I have is somebody else's obstacle, it will change how I live my day. Let me say it again. You're meeting and talking with somebody. They have an obstacle. It's your opportunity to share God's love. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, we will find ourselves submitted to the Holy Spirit, and he will show us the people that need to hear how much God loves them. Let's be a church that shares the good news. Let's be a church that loves. Loves God with our, our muchness. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me today? We're going to take a moment to respond today. Maybe today you would say, you know what, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I don't want my faith to just be a private thing. I, I truly want to love God with my muchness, with my strength, all my strength. I want to be able to show the love of God to the people around me. I don't want it to just be a heart thing and a soul thing. Yes, I want to, I want to love God with my heart and soul, but I want to love him with all my strength as well. 
If that's you, would you just stretch your hand up right where you are? I'm going to pray for you that you would begin to be able to walk that out in your everyday life. Thank you. Come on, guys. If that's you, just lift up your hand and just begin to pray. I'm going to just pray over you in a minute. We desire to be a people who love God with our muchness, with our strength, all of our strength. With your hands raised, Father, I pray over each and every person that has responded this morning. I pray that you would help them to let the love that's happening in their heart and soul come out in their muchness through conversations, through interactions this week, through opportunities that you lay in front of them. God, I pray that they would be people of love and that those around them would say, I can tell that that person is a follower of Jesus or that person has something different about them. God, we surrender our muchness to you. And we ask that you'd help us to love you with all our heart, soul, and strength. If you could put your hands down. There's one more thing I want to ask for a response here. Because I feel the Holy Spirit in this moment asking. You know, one of the most biblical things we can do to share our faith publicly is to be baptized in water. And maybe you've never been baptized in water as a sign of repentance and faith, newness of life. But today, you say, you know what? I need, to be, I need to go public with my faith. Maybe today that's, that's you. If you feel as if the Holy Spirit is calling you to be baptized in water, to go uh, public with your faith, right where you are, would you lift your hands up? Just lift them both to the Lord. I want to pray over you as well together today. Anyone else? Thank you, God. Maybe that's the step. Maybe it's the thing that, that helps you to put, put your foot down once and for all in faith. Yeah. Father, I thank you for these responses. I pray that you would do a work in their heart, that you would speak to them, that you would lead them. Holy Spirit, you're the discipler. I pray, God, that you would disciple them and lead them as they take a step of faith in making their faith known publicly. God, we thank you for that response in our hearts to follow you. God, we ask for uh, your guidance and direction in that. In the precious name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen, amen.